0: No, be five, be bad, let's all get money. So. I- hey, so. of cheer me up, babe. The just when I thought I was out, let's hey, They pulled me back in. Zeppuccino, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Zeppuccino. Hello, Lara. Hey. Um- Hi, Maddie. Welcome. Welcome to our, like, podcast home. I know. We're here. It's, we're here. it's. It's weird because we're we're starting we're st- you know, we're like, this is the entry point, yeah, this is yeah. like the beginning for everybody, but it's we've been doing this for like months now, yeah, we have, <laughs> so it's weird. It's like we're I don't know, it's like we're like telling a tale as old as time. It's like <laughs> we're like, welcome, let us let us sit you down, find yourself a nice comfortable chair and let us yeah. welcome you to the world of Al Pacino. Yeah. Here we are. Welcome. So, welcome.
1: <laughs> I would recommend a comfy chair for most of these episodes because they are extremely long. So, yes. uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, if you're in this, you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Like there's no there's no way around it. Unfortunately, we love to talk. We are women, and we love to talk. We do. And we do. You're gonna have to live with that. So, what what what's brought us here? How, do, how did we? How did we get? You may ask yourself, how did we get here? How did we and get here? How did we get here?
1: Um. I mean, the, the the beginning of it, obviously, is me going slightly insane at, like, the end of 2019 and being like, Al Pacino is the most perfect man I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and I'm going to consume all content related to and involving him, <laughs> um, and then, like, tweeting about it constantly and annoying you and everyone else with it, I suppose, that's the
0: start of things. I guess so, um, but I think it... Uh, yeah, that's where you came into mm-hmm. things. I'm sort of like... I guess my... I think my interest in this, like, comes from a place of being somebody who, like, really enjoys listening to people talk about why they like the celebrities that they like. Mm. And I'm somebody who, like, tends to, when I'm interested in something or someone or, like, you know, their body of work, I'm not somebody who, like, really gets kind of deep into Mm. that kind of thing. But I'm very interested in it in sort of a broader sense if that makes sense like I'm interested in kind of going oh well why do I why do I think this person is so interesting what is it about you know this Mm. body of work or this period of time or whatever it is that has kind of drawn me Mm. to this and I suppose uh, yeah uh, I think that in a weird way those kind of interests sort of merged like really beautifully at one point in time and we were just like i think this is this could be something that we could talk about for many years (laughs) and now here we are (laughs) because i'm interested in why you like him and i'm interested in why everyone likes him Mm. and i'm interested in why people don't like him and i think that he is a he's something that i don't really think exists anymore in terms of his role as an actor and his place as a movie star mm. and that is very interesting to me and so I think we just kind of we stumbled into it we were like we you boy, hey yeah. we we like podcasts we like <laughs> movies let's Let's do a movie podcast. It was one of those things I think that
1: was like in some way an inevitability, like that we at some point were going to do something like this because I mean, (laughs) we have been having conversations about movies for like what 10 years now, maybe a little bit less than that, but something like that. Yeah, yeah, about that much. A long time and you know, have become film fans together, I think, and like feed off each other and each other's like interest in movies and stuff like that. So it seemed like you know, it was going to happen at some point.
0: Yeah, you just have to find yeah. the right man to make a podcast about. <laughs> and we have. He came to us. He did. As, as if in a in dream. A dream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Same brain. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I think we are. He is. He is like kind of a perfect subject because of how long his career has been and how varied it's been in like quality and subjects and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And and definitely, I agree, he's not the kind of, you don't get actors like this anymore.
0: Yeah, it kind of, it all sort of came together in this very, like, I think, yeah, the thing that I realized as you were sort of saying that is, like, I'm pretty sure this started as a joke. No, like, 100%. We were like, yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we were just like, oh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna start a podcast. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess now we're starting a podcast. As all the best things start, something that we that's joke about really on Twitter, true. and then
1: we're like, oh uh, wait, this would be fun.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. The number of things that have just become standard practice in my life uh, that started as like yeah. me doing a bit 100%. is just so bad. <laughs> So I guess, uh, yeah, we're hosting a podcast, ironically. Yeah,
1: no, 100%. This is all just like an elaborate joke. Um, <laughs> an
0: extended joke between two people. Where we like very earnestly discuss movies for like yeah. <laughs> three hours at a time. Significant lengths of time. Perfect. We have decided to commit ourselves to making a podcast about Al Pacino, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, a, a big thing to talk about for a podcast. What well, a small man, a big podcast. <laughs> <laughs> A very long that's... podcast. It's going to take us until, like, oh two years from yeah. now. It's going to, yeah. If we, if we commit, although I think it's really funny how we were both like, we're going to go through the whole thing. We're going to do the entire, everything he's ever done. And we get to this first movie and we're like... I mean, <laughs> we can watch 10 minutes of this movie he made in
1: 1969. We'll watch his 60-second like, his clip and then I scrub through the rest and I'm like, this is atrocious, maybe we should oh, just not.
0: see, you see, I, okay, we're already getting ahead of ourselves, but I yeah. thought it was, it seemed kind of charming. I don't know if I was just sort of... <laughs> I think
1: it was just in the, like the narration was really bothering me.
0: Oh, like, oh I, I just couldn't handle was, it. Uh, see, because, yeah, because what I watched, obviously we watched the same thing. Yeah. I wasn't picking up on any narration so I felt okay about it yeah <laughs> I was I like can... oh maybe this could be moderately diverting it probably isn't but yeah, maybe you know.
1: <laughs> the, <laughs> the mum from the Sopranos is in it she's like her mum oh really in the movie. oh nice yeah, yeah. so that's oh, exciting that's fun. I realized as I was saying that, that I don't know even her name on the Sopranos <laughs> or the actress's <laughs> name
0: so that's good <laughs> wait, to, wait Tony's mum Tony's, Tony's mum yeah Livia oh, okay. Livia yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know her name either. That's really bad. This is also, in many ways, going to be a podcast about the Sopranos.
1: <laughs> I mean, it just has to be right. Like it's us talking. Like if it was three months ago, it would be a podcast about Mad Men. But right
0: now, it's Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've just gone from one prestige show about men being bad to a different prestige show about men being bad. I mean, that's the brand. That's the whole yeah. brand. Exactly. Exactly. This is what this is what's brought us here. <laughs> So, so Maddie, tell yeah. me, how did you, uh, you know, a, a scholar, <laughs> a film fan, uh, get to? How did you? How did you and Al first kind of come into contact?
1: Well. I mean, you were saying a minute ago that yours is, uh, not to spoil it, yours is Ocean's 13, and actually, <laughs> yeah. technically, mine is also Ocean's 13. Um, from very many years ago, me being like, who is this random old guy? Why is he in this movie? Like, go away, Al Pacino, I want to see Brad Pitt. And then the actual proper meeting, when we were really introduced, is The Irishman uh, last November. Yeah. And, and ever since, it's just, it's gone from strength to strength, I mean... <laughs> we're married exactly.
0: now so <laughs> <laughs> congratulations you had a COVID compliant wedding everyone exactly. was like sitting very far away from you <laughs> exactly yeah great great <clears throat> I'm really happy yeah like you said Ocean's 13 also the intro point for me but I guess I mean I don't remember much about his performance in Ocean's 13 but I, I was on his IMDB page earlier his character name is Willie Bank which is hilarious I mean, yeah I obviously mean, great <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> naturally, which I mean is good. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's good. Gu- it's good. I. It's yeah. It's good. What more is there to say about that, no. really? But yeah, I mean, it. I think the thing that's interesting is that you know that might have been sort of the literal first time that I ever saw him in a movie in two thousand and seven, whenever mm. it was that Oceans. 13 came out. IMDb
1: is there, but I'm not going to look
0: at it. (laughs) I'm not going to look at it. I think, yeah, I think 2007. But he's sort of somebody who is, I think, very much, especially if you're somebody who is a fan of film, kind of in the consciousness of how we kind of talk about American film, especially, you know, just kind of, he's one of those, he's very much, you know, it's kind of like if you were to, talk to somebody who didn't speak english about actors yeah. and you would be like you'd be like alfacino and they'd be like okay yeah sure like i knew that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly you you know like he's like in the consciousness yeah, i definitely. guess or at least it seems that way anyway but like i kind of you know he has these big iconic roles but they're sort of you know it's it's very much like a handful of things that he did in a very short period of time and then just swaths of kind of (laughs) insanity (laughs) just yelling for like 20 years yeah basically which is sort of what makes it so interesting that he's kind of become you know this kind of figure that he's so sort of iconic and kind of so beloved yeah 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 when he really you know No offence, Al, but, like, it's been a rough kind of 30 years for you, man. I mean, like, (laughs)
1: literally the 21st century, it's like, is there There's maybe one movie that I like and that's The Irishman? Like, I don't know if I like any of (laughs) his other output from, like, this century, which
0: is kind of crazy, but... Yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy. But you also... I suppose it's also a question of how much the kind of the lifespan of an actor I guess definitely, and like yeah. you're doing interesting things when you're young and you're doing interesting things when you're old uh, but there's this kind of middle period that can kind of be for a lot of actors it's a really great time to be performing you know you kind of get all these interesting supporting roles I guess yeah. is kind of primarily the thing but it's also I mean I think probably for female actors more than for male actors kind of a dead zone
1: yeah um,
0: or it can be, I guess, you know, but it's It's hard
1: to, it's hard to find the roles I think that are interesting and with directors that will challenge them Mm. and all of that kind of thing, like to get everything together in the way that, you know, especially someone like Pacino who played like cops and things like that so much, um, to find like, you know, you gotta play the old cop in something like that's not, (laughs) not as necessary as an interesting role as something like, you know, even the one that he came back with a sea of love or whatever, like at least he's playing like a, you know interesting person with other stuff going on other than just being, like, a cop. Like, that's, yeah. like, his whole yeah,
0: role. Yeah, a cop or, like, a dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know, or, you know, yeah, a lawyer or something. You know, yeah, figures of, like, vague authority. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I think that's kind of, I mean, I think what we, you know, we don't want to be very broad about this thing, because it is ultimately just an excuse for you and I to sit together and talk to each other about movies. Exactly. Um, But, you know, it's kind of, you know, I think what we want to talk about is how how one kind of, you know, the lifespan of an actor or of a performer and how that can change and how that can evolve and how it evolves in terms of... The film, how the film industry shapes an actor, and how fame shapes an actor, and uh, you know, just the way that uh, these things evolve over time, and how we as an audience respond to it, and you know, lots of other kind of big things. <laughs> I think <laughs> you he's, know that's
1: he's, like apart from just being someone that I like a lot and you like a little bit. <laughs> um, he's he's also like he's <laughs> like... good. He's good for this because his career has been so long and because he's been a movie star for his whole career. Like, it's like, yeah, pretty yeah. much, he started three movies in, he made The Godfather and then that's kind of it, right? Like, yeah. he's, he's an icon after that. And yeah. you've got that much time to look through and to see what does happen to someone over that much time yeah. in the industry and how the industry has changed like in that amount of time.
0: Yeah, that's totally it. So... No. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about him. Let's talk about this this guy. We're here to talk about. Yeah. What is? Let's let's like get a little bit of background on on him because you know he's the reason for the season. That's what brought <laughs> he is. us here. And you know you're the expert. This is the the gist of this is that you're the expert and I'm the I'm the student. I'm your padawan, and you're going to like walk me through the. The, the world of Al Pacino. I'm very excited to go on this journey with you, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's a
1: it's a that's the the energy of the kind of Al side of it. But I think I, I don't I don't want it to like sound like you're just like I'm going to sit here and listen to Maddie talk about Al Pacino, <laughs> like because we are in most part like discussing the movies, and that's kind of what this this podcast is an excuse to do is to talk about like movies,
0: yeah, and actors, yeah. but
1: but yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, actors and movies and everything that surrounds them and everything that... uh, And, like, fan culture and, like, what it is to like things and what it is to... Care about movies in a world that feels like it's caring about movies less and less <laughs> every day with passing. Oh dear. And, the world is hell. Um, but yeah, no, don't yeah. worry. You have to. I'm like, you know, you're like, it's fine. I <laughs> feel <laughs> like you're worried. You're like downplaying my contributions. Yeah, and that's I'm like, the thing. I promise, I'm not doing that much. <laughs> They're really, honestly, not that much. It is, it is my
1: much. role to um. I mean, today in research for this, I did uh, remember an interview that I had seen with him, managed to find it on YouTube because I wanted one very specific story that I remembered him telling and I could be like, well, what era was it? Like, how old did he look? (laughs) And I found it. So, I mean, you know, but that's oh, that's the position oh. I'm in. This is something that I know yeah. more about than like my degree, uh, so <laughs>
0: you know. And most of most of my research for the show is me looking at the Wikipedia page for whatever we're watching like yep. Yep. half an hour before we have to record. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there is there is a reason that I defer to you. You have the knowledge. Like you're doing you're doing bookwork. I'm just like work, yeah. I'm here to provide. You know. A wry glance, you know. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> You're here to analyse me, and I and I do <laughs> like. What's
1: wrong with you? What has this happened to you, Maddie? <laughs> it's extended therapy for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Imagine that I'm like an alien, and I've never, you know, experienced popular culture before. And I come down and I beam down on my spaceship, and I'm like, "Who is this man?" And, like, hold up, <laughs> little picture. It's like, tell me. Tell me everything.
1: <laughs> well, I think, I mean, like any good uh, 11-year-old's autobiography, you have to start with, I was born on this year. So, Al <laughs> was born on the 21st of April, 1940, <laughs> in East Harlem, to Rose Girardi and Salvatore Pacino. And yeah, his parents got divorced when he was two, and ah. he moved after that with his mum to the Bronx to live with her parents. Um, and they were immigrants from Corleone, which is kind of fun.
0: Oh, that is fun. So there's I love some, that. a little
1: bit of uh, of connection there. Um, and his dad then moved to California, and Al didn't see him again until after The Godfather. So oh wow, and I think oh, he started wow. like a new family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of just. It also seems like they were pretty young parents, so I guess that kind of like makes sense. He's called his mother difficult, which I think is kind of can come off bad, but I think he says it in like a like an affectionate way. Like Sure. And they used to go to the cinema together when he was a kid and oh. he'd come home and he'd act out all the parts from the movies. And apparently he did it with I think The Lost Weekend and he came home and was like acting drunk and didn't really understand and I was like doing it really well but like and the like his family were like laughing at him and he didn't kind of understand why it was funny like he was just doing exactly what like, the guy in the movie does it, Ray Milland, I think. Anyway. But yeah, he didn't really want to be an actor. He wanted to be a baseball player when he was a kid.
0: Which, honestly, would
1: oh, be cute.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, when I don't think it's... I mean, I don't know. Is it something that is, like, you know, in the imagination when you're a child in the 1950s? You're like, yeah, I'm going to be a movie know. star. I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't know if, like... I think that's also part of the thing that's interesting with him and his generation of actors, which is that the people before then who became actors were not like I I don't know if that was something that was accessible to you if you were like a working class kid from the Bronx like Hmm. I think that that maybe you wouldn't even consider that as something whereas something like baseball I'm sure that like there were people on uh whatever the New York team is (laughs) who came from like um is it the
0: Mets is it the Mets I think it's the Mets I don't know (laughs) Whatever football, I think I don't okay. care. This isn't a sports podcast. <laughs> we don't need to know this. Whatever, whatever team
1: um, Harry goes to see and when Harry met Sally. That's I think, it's the, I think I th- it's the Mets. I think it's the Mets as well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure there were people. You know, I, I again, I have no idea because neither of us know anything about sports. But like that, that that would be something that was seemed more accessible as a child than yeah. like
0: an actor. I mean, I don't know if kids even
1: really know what being an actor is, like... Yeah, especially
0: not in the way that he became an actor, like, with all the kind of, the method and theory and, you know, that aspect of it, I think you kind of probably think of it, I mean, I think when I was a kid, I'm like, what did I think of actors when I was a kid? Did I think of actors? Like, I guess I kind of just didn't, you know? Like, you don't think of it I did like,
1: yeah, I mean, I did like, you do drama stuff when you're a kid, like little
0: plays at school, but you don't really think of
1: that as like a job like it's just something that you do with like a extracurricular Mm. whatever fun thing to do yeah yeah actually about the the method thing he went to the high school the performing arts when he was 16 and they started to teach Stanislavsky. so that's the the method and he just found it incredibly boring (laughs) and was just not interested at all and it's like there's no point in this and then dropped out after sophomore year because the money ran out and he had to get a job so yeah he kind of like he made a few goes at it which i think is interesting because I mean he did get famous relatively late, I mean being thirty thirty two when the Godfather comes out in comparison to actors now who I think if you're gonna get famous, it's likely to happen when you're in your like early twenties or mm. even younger than that, yeah, and he had like a lot of like these little jobs like I've got over the long list like messenger shoe salesman, supermarket checker <laughs> shoe shiner <laughs> furniture mover, office boy. And then office uh, boy. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> is it like a secretary? I guess maybe it could be like a I or like it. you like run with with papers. Or something. I imagine
0: he's like. I imagine it's like. I don't know what the kind of business equivalent is, but I imagine it's like a runner. Like you're just yeah, doing jobs for yeah. people. He's but an I, uh, calling him an office boy is really amusing because <laughs> you're just picturing someone being like you, boy. <laughs> like telling, him giving him jobs to do. Exactly. Um, Great. Yeah. And then the, the Letterman
1: story that I rewatched today. Um, he was working at a movie theater, like one of these, he describes it as one of these like very grand, like kind of huge places that were basically empty by the sixties mm-hmm. kind of thing. Cause that people were more interested in the small theaters and they, in like the kind of lobby, they had this candy like store and they had a three way mirror. And so you could kind of stand there and see like your profile and like the three-quarter side of your face as well as like the front of your face.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: he got fired because he just stood there staring at himself (laughs) because he'd never seen his profile before. And he wanted to be an actor and he was looking at himself and he's like, I'm finished. Have you seen this nose? There's no way I can like get out of it. Like there's nothing I can do with this. (laughs) <laughs> and he got told off for it and he was just like, I couldn't stop it was so I was like mesmerized. Like I couldn't do
0: it. It's like a whole different person. It's so oh, funny. Oh, that's so tragic. He's got a great nose. He does. He has like uh, one of the great profiles. One of the great like. noses. Like it, it, that's that's really sad. I was expecting him to be like, I like the more for him to be like, I am so handsome. What the hell? Like, what's happening here? Can't believe it. I am doing this job. Like, I I, when I'm as good looking as I am, but, no, it had to be. It had to be self deprecating. Poor. Yeah,
1: Elle. I know. <laughs> I mean, if I look like that, I feel like I would never stop looking at myself. But I mean, it's very different if you live with your own face.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, are, so,
1: we all live with our faces. We do. It's unfortunate. Yeah, so he applied for the actor studio when he was a teenager, um, but he was rejected for the first time. And then he joined the HB studio instead, um, which is where he met Charlie Lawton, who was his mentor and his best friend, and were like, they were very close until Charlie Lawton died kind of thing, like really, really close friendship. And four years after he joined HB studio, he auditioned again for the actor studio. And this time he got in, in like, I guess that must have been kind of early sixties kind of time. And was working with Lee Strasberg and with all of those you know I think there's like a group of actors that started in the actor studio around that time and it's like it ends up being that every time there's an actor I like, I look at their <laughs> Wikipedia page and it's like, hmm, actor studio like <laughs> early sixties, <'60s>, great, thanks. <laughs> like, in nineteen sixty two his mum died and then his grandfather who massively helped with raising him died kind of a year later. Um, his mum was 43 when she died oh, wow. um, and he said that that was kind of the lowest point in his life like he just didn't know what to do with himself because the, hmm. the two people who'd raised him were gone and at that point he started writing comedy reviews with his friend and they started <laughs> they performed them in Greenwich Village and he said that kind of like saved his life basically because he had something to do and like you know it's the it's the thing of like comedy being like a, a home for you when you feel bad right like I think mm. a lot of like comedians like find that
0: yeah yeah, definitely. That's so interesting because he's not an actor. I think that the immediate perception of him is somebody who got their start in comedy no, is not, not like yeah. Uh, yeah. you know you know that's really interesting. But I suppose you do see it. You know, I mean, obviously, like the extent to which you see it, I do not yet know. But like, <laughs> I'm aware of like what kind of things he was doing as his career goes on. Yeah, that lean more. Kind of on the chaotic side.
1: (laughs) I think there's also like like with comedy, you have to be willing to embarrass yourself to a Mm. certain degree, and like Mm. especially if you're doing kind of sketch comedy stuff, like yeah, a lot of that is just being willing to be the ridiculous person. And I think like that's kind of important. Like just even in as a dramatic actor, like in especially kind of the roles that he did, the kind of really big dramatic roles, that you have to be willing to look ridiculous. Mm. in order to then look impressive, if that makes sense. Like, you have to be like, okay, this might not work, but I'm going to try it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, he's he's very much an old-school actor, isn't he? Yeah. Like, in terms of, you, like you said, being a theatre guy, being yeah. Method, being, you know, of that sort of, you know, yeah, that very traditional sort of, Definitely. you know, you, you start and you do the work, you know, you yeah. go to school and you read books and yeah. you know
1: Yeah, when he's he's talking about like being on stage and these kind of early performances and he said I could speak for the first time. The characters would say these things that I could never say, things I've always wanted to say, and that was very liberating for me. It freed me up, made me feel good. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like he's quite a shy person <laughs> and it does seem like it, the script is extremely important to him like all the way through. Like that's kind of if the script isn't there, he doesn't do a movie. And someone who kind of, like, would just read, you know, is a is a... I think he wouldn't, like, consider himself to be, like, clever. But I think that he just read, like, so much stuff. And I think it's partly kind of, like, you know, people who maybe don't do as well in traditional, like, school settings don't consider themselves to be clever. But I think he's very perceptive and, like, thinks very deeply about everything he reads in a way. And, like, yeah, I think that's interesting. I think he... he he is one of those actors who gets really deep into everything, and yeah, and saying that he could, he finds it liberating, like to be able to express things that he couldn't express within himself, and like using other people's words. I think he's like appreciative of, of writing in that way. That I think some actors kind of forget about
0: mm-hmm.
1: that. That's such an important part of of acting.
0: Mm. Yeah, totally. <clears throat>
1: yeah. Is he has he ever
0: written or like directed or anything he's directed- like
1: that? documentaries and I think he yeah he directed Salome what, uh, the oh like, sure uh, yes yeah. is that how you say that yeah the Oscar Wilde thing Um, so he's but that's again that's from someone else's writing so I don't think he wrote mm. that Sure. but I was reading I have read something that said that he said, sends like very beautiful emails I think it was Scorsese <laughs> saying that <laughs> that he got this like very beautiful like long email from Pacino Aww. like after they wrapped the Irishman being like oh, saying all nice. this stuff which is like I long to receive a beautiful email from Al Pacino. <laughs> Nothing Al Pacino I
0: would... at gmail dot <laughs> I'm, like... I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just... get him on the pod. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> that's the end game here is to get him on the pod. It is. It is.
1: <laughs> Whatever movie he's uh, working on in like 2024 when we finish this oh, thing.
0: Yeah. Oh man, who can say? I who know. knows?
1: So that's that's early out, and then after that, that's you know. He's yeah. he's starting doing all, th- all of these like little plays and working his way up, and he wins his Tony, I think, in 1969. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like starts getting movie offers, and then, I mean, the rest we'll cover.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, the things that he brings to even early stuff like what we're going to talk about today, um, which is very... It feels precise, and it feels yeah. studied, and it yeah. feels like, you know, even though he is in, you know, both the things that we want to talk about for maximum of five minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is not a a podcast about me, Natalie.
0: I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) No, I know, sorry to disappoint the the Natalie heads, you know, but this is, yeah, we're not going to talk about that movie for very long. But it, yeah, it feels like he has kind of thought about it, you know, or at least to me, that's how it feels anyway. What do you think? So, Al Pacino, his first screen role is in a motion picture called Me, Natalie, from 1969. And I guess that's important because I think 1969 is, like, anyone who kind of knows anything about film or American film already probably knows this, but obviously 19. Sixty-nine is like the year kind of independent cinema broke, right? That's yeah. the that's the gist, you know. Easy Rider comes out. New Hollywood is kind of born into this big kind of. Suddenly, everyone's like, "Oh, we can make money off of this. Let's make money off of this. <laughs> Let's give people the opportunity to make sort of more interesting, more independently minded films because Let's there's a the market directors. for it.
1: Give the yeah. directors some free reign, like let them." You know, if the, if someone like Dennis Hopper
0: can make something good, you know, yeah, <laughs> we met knows? him. How is that possible? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was I was doing research for this on the mm. you know on the very um, reliable, very trustworthy uh, Wikipedia page oh, yes. for New Hollywood, <laughs> and the the direct there is a subheader for selected important and notable figures of the movement, directors, and it is. Essentially, every notable director from the from the latter half of the twenty first the twentieth century, yeah. like if you you know if you can name somebody, they're probably on this list. Yeah. They're probably, I guess, can yeah considered a someone from New Hollywood. Like you know, you've got literally just basically everybody, yeah. <laughs> basically everybody. It would not be fun for us to sit here and list New Hollywood filmmakers yeah. because. You know that it's it's everyone, but yeah. I mean, I think to bring it back, uh, me Natalie, probably not one of the most notable titles <laughs> of nineteen sixty
1: nine. Not was, a movie a lot of people to... thought about. Yeah. I was talking to my my mum's partner about like seventies movies and he was saying that stuff, you know, pre nineteen seventy five it was you know, there was a lot of real crap out there, like it was terrible. And I was thinking, Oh, but that's you know, that's one of the greatest eras of cinema and then I was thinking, Well of course, the stuff that survived is the great stuff and the mm. stuff that hasn't survived is stuff like me, Natalie. <laughs> which yes. is like, you know, fine but not like a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, yeah. We found this movie on YouTube, which yes. is I guess yes. indicative of, you know, the quality the the need to preserve this movie. <laughs> Someone just it threw says, it on YouTube. Yeah,
1: it says like this is Algino's first role and you're like, great, that's the reason people are watching this. That's
0: the <laughs> yeah, so this is yeah, this is why somebody <laughs> sought this out. I mean, so me Natalie. I mean it it's sort of, you know, to be very offhand about it. It just seems like a kind of very toast coming of age movie about, you know, the titular Natalie. She yes. is yeah it's like from what we've gleaned kind of you know those classic movie situations where it's like about a girl who would under any other circumstances be considered very pretty but they're yeah. just like oh my god who is this like it just she it's definitely insane.
1: needs a nose job it's atrocious yeah, it's like what she <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just like a like, normal person. She's,
0: <laughs> exactly, she's the most normal-looking human being I've ever seen, and the yeah. whole thing is like, oh, she's an ugly duckling, and it's <laughs> what? No, oh my god, just <sighs> terrible, 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 terrible. This poor girl. I think, uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, she lives in New York or yeah. on in New York State, and she longs for you know the the excitement of the the sixties, you know, and that kind of thing, and so she's. You know, to get to bring us back to you know the man himself. She appears. <laughs> she goes to. I guess it looks like a. It looks like a high school dance. I don't know what it's meant to be. Is yeah, it like, like a,
1: a disco or something? Yeah, or like, it's <laughs>
0: before disco. I don't know what yeah, you would call it. Yeah, it just has it has big like town hall energy. Like, yeah, I don't definitely. Know. I don't know what's kind of going on. It's sort of like uh, the best reference for I have for it is like the bit in Greece where they all go on, like, like American bandstand or whatever it is. And they're all just in this big hall sort of dancing, except it's like a really low rent kind of crappy version of that. They're just (laughs) in this, like, this very small room. And there's like teenagers kind of like swaying. It's not very, it's not very, it doesn't look great. I mean, but she's clearly, she's clearly been brought there out of, you know, I think I think the idea is like her hot friend brought her and was like, Come on, oh, Natalie, let's yeah. <laughs> let's find you a man in this um, <laughs> in this like sad, hopeless room where you're not gonna find anybody. And okay. um, yeah, she's about to leave and then who appears to you know, to grab her, yeah, literally <laughs> <laughs> quite literally like swoops in and grabs yeah. her, she's about to leave, and she seems very taken aback by I know, He's like, uh, hello, sure, <laughs> and it's really it's really amusing. He's just sort of spinning her around the room, which is yep. just you know everyone else is sort of dancing in place, and he's just kind of like flinging her to and fro yeah. between corners. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very strange. But I guess it's nicely, you know, in a very, very obvious way. It's like, ah, you know, someone's arrived. Yeah. <laughs> like, not to be like, ah, here we are. He literally flung himself onto the screen. <laughs> it does, but,
1: he feels, he feels not fully formed, but I, you know, that and the NYPD episode that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm he has the same energy that he has in most of his films in the 70s. Like, he's, yeah. you know, he's there, he's ready, you know? Like he's, <laughs> yeah. He's got the vibe down and he's, you know, he's a proper, you know, character in this rather yeah. than just looking like, you know, quite often early roles for actors, you're like, oh, it looks like a baby and they're trying to remember their lines and they don't know what <laughs> they're doing, but this yeah. feels like he knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent that he knows what he's doing, yeah. which is... You know, it, it's like, let's not pretend that this is, like, a keystone text for him <laughs> or whatever, that, like, this is yeah. the thing that unlocks his entire filmography. But no. it does feel like, I mean, to me, it felt like in this weird little scene, which is, you know, essentially him sort of <laughs> very gently sexually assaulting yeah. a woman, you know, yeah. which is yeah. great. To a, or whatever. Yeah, classic, right? But, um, yeah, it's sort of this you know there's this urgency to him just immediately and it's yeah it makes for a you know for an interesting moment in this movie that does seem otherwise very uninteresting
1: <laughs> like i no- wonder like at the time if anyone was you know if anyone even thought to for two seconds about this because, I mean, I, it's one of those things now you're like, of course, he looks, he's great, like, even in his first role, but obviously at the time you're like, who's that random person?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's, yeah, it's sort of, it is such a bit part. Like yeah, it's, exactly. it's not like he's a supporting character. He's just like, he's, I think he's, there's barely anybody in the movie. I think he's ninth yeah. build, which yeah. is, he's like, he's above, he's either, he's either above or below Bob Balaban, which is of really course. amusing to me. I'd love like, to see him. He's, he's hitting Balaban levels <laughs> of, of supporting, supporting role, which is, I mean, great, yeah. you know, you know. I mean, he might even have a name. I don't know. I, oh, I was only. This this movie does have an IMDb page, but oh, I mean, very, very barely, very, sparse, yeah. very it's sp- Tony. <laughs>
1: Apparently, it's Tony. There you
0: go. Tony, of course, <laughs> naturally, naturally, his name is Tony Fettuccini. Like yes, yeah, exactly. Is a nondescript Italian young man. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. I'm
1: surprised they named him. I mean, that's Yeah, impressive. exactly.
0: He got a name, which is nice, you know, yeah. for a man with very, very little screen time.
1: Yeah. And he,
0: yeah, he like, yeah, he, he grabs Natalie and he like throws her around the room. <laughs> and then he's like, you want to go? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is he? He says, he? he says, he asks her if she puts out, which yeah, is just exactly. the most ridiculous.
1: And it kind of love- seems like she doesn't know what he's talking about. And then yeah.
0: he's like, no. And he's like, oh, well, then, you know, <laughs> bye. Like, sorry. Yeah. yeah, fucking bye. It's, yeah, it's really fun. Because he's like, you should be asking me. And it's like, I don't know about that, yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. Like, sorry, what's his name? <laughs> his name Tony. 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 <laughs> I don't know about that, Tony. Like, it's still 1969. I don't know if young women are that forward yet. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They might be. They might be. But I don't that know. No one,
1: maybe not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not her. Like, come on, she's (laughs) she's clearly like a you know a a six out of ten, like you know (laughs) a very mediocre young woman who exactly you know leave her alone. But I mean, you know, clearly he's I don't know, he's she takes great offense at the notion that he's asked her, which is pretty amusing (laughs) because I feel like that can't be. I mean, if it's anything, this weird kind of dance hall situation is anything like the the nightclubs of today it's like that's the only reason anybody's there Natalie like they're not here to dance you know literally dance like they want to go home with somebody and I don't know she seems very naive poor thing but I guess you know it's sort of a movie about the idea that or it seems to be a movie about the idea that a young woman is sensibly realizing that she could have some kind of Autonomy in her life. Yeah, despite- wow! Yay! <laughs> despite being told that you know she's unattractive and like yeah. dowdy, which she isn't. Like she's a perfectly no. fine-looking young woman. Whoever plays Natalie, who plays Natalie? oh Jeez, God! More mdb um, questions. More mdb questions. I did have the tab open yeah. and then I closed is, it. Is <laughs> it. Just Peggy. Pe- no, that's really smart movie. of me. Her name is Patty. Patty D. There you go. Patty Duke and uh, yeah, I mean you know just want a, a very small. non she's in Valley of the Dolls, which is cool. Oh, cool. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I've seen that.
0: I should see that. No, no. I, she was on Glee. She was on an episode of, of course Glee. She was on Glee. <laughs> <And> television's Glee. <laughs>
1: she Glee played doesn't
0: exist. Right? Really. Like I know Glee, Glee exists, is... but <laughs> it doesn't exist. Glee, I think. Glee simultaneously doesn't exist and exists the most that anything has ever existed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glee <laughs> Glee is like a maximalist nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. It's so insane that, that Glee is real and that we have we have to live with it. it. People yeah. watched it, I watched it, I definitely yeah. watched it. Yeah. I can't tell you how long I watched it for. No, but I'm it, not sure. it's it's the first show I remember watching. And like deciding on a cutoff point, like oh, you know, yeah. when you when you're like you're like this is too much, I can't do this anymore. I think I, it's the
1: I think it's the first thing I ever pirated. I think I learned how to pirate. I first that on a podcast. But I learned how to pirate in order to watch Glee at Glee. the age of like twelve or something, and I'm like, this is what I need to do.
0: I have to watch Glee at all possible. Like, it has to happen. Um, amazing, amazing. Yeah, that was my uh, yeah. commitment. <laughs> I love that feeling. <laughs> What were we talking about? Jesus. Me, Natalie. So this yeah. is this is this is how memorable this movie is. We went on a tangent about Glee to avoid yeah. talking about this movie, but this is the thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He he propositions her. She's like, "No, thank you." He's like, "Fuck you. I'm Al Pacino. Look at how like <laughs> great looking I am." Which look at my I mean, hair. Have you seen look look my at my hair? Like- <laughs> my wonderful bounciest hair. I mean, <laughs> like, who are you? And then yeah, he just he like <laughs> that actually it actually made. Made me laugh he sort of he like pushes her away ever so gently yeah. and then there's like a couple dancing behind him and he like taps the guy <laughs> on the shoulder and just whisks his date away <laughs> which is yeah good uh, yeah to
1: your girl i mean no, yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah i mean it was you know, and then he, he, that was it, that was it, that was all he did. Then Natalie gets approached by a, a very round looking boy who sort of, that, yeah. kind of has like, to make this again a show about TV that we're watching, he kind yeah. of has like young Harry Crane energy. Oh, you know, he's yeah. just like sort of glasses and dark hair and sort of looks very round and very sad. Oh and, and he's just like, he's very polite to her and she's just like, fuck you, man like get out of here, I don't want to dance with you he's like, he's like, ma'am plus a dance and she's like, no get out of here, which I mean, you know which is, uh, you know I guess she sort of, I guess the Al Pacino incident gave her an unnatural level of sudden self esteem yeah. Yeah. she's like okay, fine <laughs> I guess if this is the kind of thing that happens to me now, I can afford to be a little picky. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I mean, she's seen what she can have, and she wants that. She
0: doesn't yeah, want brown exactly, boy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> brown boy, <laughs> just, just a cube. He has kind of, it's pe- <laughs> kind of the penguin energy. Like he's oh sort my of God. Just, uh, I feel very bad for this boy. <laughs> I'm just I sort know. of dunking on him. I know. <laughs> sorry, sorry to this man, but. <laughs> how do we how do we assess this like should we do sort of a deep reading of his role in this movie like what, what are his do? what are his motivations what do you think he's what's going on in his head is he like, what's
1: happening to him kind of before and after this yeah movie? exactly yeah. how did
0: he get to this very strange little like weird gathering
1: <laughs> i reckon he literally he saw the sign he's like older and he's yeah. like, "Hey, there will be some hot girls there. <laughs> Young they women. Will they will be like their self-esteem will be so low that they'll go home with me." <laughs> And Absolutely. then he walked in and he was like, "Oh, she's leaving. She looks sad. I'll go for that one."
0: <laughs> yeah, perfect.
1: <laughs> this is just turning him into maybe the worst person. But <laughs> I, I,
0: I mean, he's not a good person. This I think we can we can assume that Tony is kind of a piece of shit, right? Yeah, like he's at this fair. party. He's clearly a little inebriated. Like he's yeah. he's grabbing women and just fl- flinging them around. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, he gets rejected by this this you know this fucking average-looking girl. I Which know, you mean?
1: noted ugly person. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Extremely unattractive. God forbid. And I guess she's sort of yeah, I don't know. And then that's I don't know. Does that ruin his self-confidence? Maybe that's I don't it. Think Maybe so. he's just I think forgotten. I, I think he looks a little. I think he looks a little jilted. He like he looks does mi- a bit, yeah. he's sort of mildly upset, and then he's like, <laughs> you know. <He's> sort of, <laughs> He yeah he changes his mind fairly quickly but he's also you know the sting of rejection is there I think
1: it's that it's that um, thing you get from men on the internet where if you say so you're not interested they're like oh yeah fuck you yeah. bitch and then yeah, that's exactly
0: the exactly I wasn't interested in you anyway exactly <laughs> like, exactly I can have this other random woman in yeah. this dance hall Natalie like <laughs> who are you. Oh, yeah, that's God. probably it. That's probably it for his evening. He probably gets rejected by teenage girls at this event and then yeah. goes like goes home to his like sad little apartment in, I oh, don't know, God. wherever the hell they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, some sad area of New York.
1: <laughs> he opens thing. his fridge and there's just like some mayonnaise in it and he closes <laughs> it again condiments what my fridge looks like right now because i just moved in
0: <laughs> that's okay yeah but you have you have an excuse he just lives that way yeah like, that's yeah. just he's a man with mustard only in and yes yeah goes to bed he's got no job he's just hanging out you know yeah he's just yeah that's it. That's that's Tony's interior life, you know. There we go. We maybe... wrote a whole movie. Yeah, we well, did. <laughs> like
1: a whole extra ten minutes
0: maybe. <laughs> yeah. We wrote a subplot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. If, if that, really. Yeah. I mean Yeah, generous. But <laughs> But you know, I mean you love to see him, like you do. You do. You're just like it's suddenly <laughs> there's there's sort of an energy in boot to this otherwise very kind of I mean just very middling movie. It has quite literally I was on the letterbox page. It has mm-hmm. three point one stars. So oh, well, yeah, so yeah, That's... about as middling as a thing can be. Yeah. Like you know, it's not. You know who directed it? His name is John Fredco. And you know, he seems to just be just a guy. You know, yeah. not every not everybody's gonna be a hit, right? You know, not yeah. everything's gonna be. Oh w- not everyone's gonna be a winner. You know, <laughs> you know? yeah. You What's have
1: it- to do your your one mean athlete before you can do your Godfather.
0: Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to put in the time.
1: <laughs> That's what everyone's career looks like. It's just that, and then immediately it's the Godfather. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess in a this is kind of the movie that gets him seen. This is the yeah. this is the. The the thing, you know, this is his calling card, as they say. Yeah. Even though it's literally, like, a minute of screen time. But he got, you know, he got his SAG card or whatever. He did, you know? he did.
1: <laughs> in theory. It also seems like... It seems like kind of the theatre stuff was, like, the step in the right direction, and this was around the same time, if we want right. to pivot slightly.
0: I was going to say, yeah, yeah, let's let's pivot to theatre, because he's a, he's a theatre boy, is Alfredo. He is, he
1: is. And that's what he was doing to start with, because, I mean, I think you can... You can see him as someone who came from nowhere in a way because obviously he, his trajectory is so quickly upwards, but he spent year, you know, like a decade maybe doing theatre stuff, doing little stuff in the village, off-Broadway, oh, etc. <laughs> I know, the village. <laughs> oh, to be in the village. Oh, to be in the village. <laughs> and then, yeah, so this, this yeah, 1969, that's when he was on Broadway for the first time. Oh. And, um, yeah, it seems like, that was, I mean, he got a Tony that year for it was does Tiger wear a necktie? Necktie. So that was kind of his year, I guess. Sixty nine was his year when he started kind of to hit, I guess. Yeah. Because he'd been in. I had he'd no idea he had a Tony. Before.
0: Literally, no idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got two, maybe three, maybe more than two. I don't know. He got, he got really? two. Really? Yeah, because he got a second <laughs> one. You should know. He got a second one in seventy one. I can Google how many Tonys he has. <laughs> <laughs> he has the the triple crown? Yeah, the triple he- crown. Yeah. He has an ego. He has an ego, exactly. No, he has an Eon. No Eon
0: <laughs> <not. laughs> I just suggested he has a Grammy, which is really amazing. <laughs> He's been nominated.
1: He's been nominated for a Grammy. For like
0: spoken word or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the one just we- like a trick. <laughs> what a- like- yeah they want famous people to come to the ceremony so they nominate them in spoken word
1: (laughs) he has two tonies i was right Oh, there you go there you go before before the godfather and everything
0: pre Godfather. oh well that's that's interesting see i kind of assume one would be pre and one would be like post but yeah no well that's interesting that's good to know i think do you think that i mean i probably agree that um theater is kind of very much in the background of what he does as a performer you know like definitely yeah he he's a he's very much a theater guy in the way that people talk about actors being theatrical
1: yeah definitely and i mean even you know <laughs> You think about the skills he learned in the art studio and in theatre, and then brought them to film. But then, even you know the later on stuff when he starts getting really operatic and kind of crazy with everything. Like that's certainly theatrical. That's playing to the back kind of thing. That's really you know going all out for an audience that maybe isn't there on the day <laughs> with the camera. Like it's <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It does feel like there's that there's that point, doesn't it, where it sort of becomes. Loud, it. But just like it's like the volume becomes. Yeah. it's like he just. Yeah, it's like he forgets tone modulation. <laughs> All of a exactly, sudden, it's just yeah. like one pitch. But that's you know we'll save that for later. Yeah. <laughs> We've got so much. Say, well-
1: we'll get there when we talk about cruising which i'm particularly excited for (gasps) me um,
0: too i'm really very excited to talk about because a because i've never seen cruising and b because i think i will really like cruising i'm excited Um, to revisit like because i didn't get on with it
1: but i'm excited to revisit but then what i was going to say is that um freaking apparently tells this story that he would do the last take after al had completely just worn himself out (laughs) (laughs) about 30 and then the last one he was like right now it's okay because he stopped yelling as much now and he's like Acting like a person rather than having all of this like crazy energy running oh, around the place.
0: That's such a Friedkin <laughs> move. Classic yeah. Friedkin. It's like let me wear this actor down until they are physically incapable yeah. of doing anything, and that's the take I want.
1: <laughs> apparently, they did it on Dog Day as well. Like we Matt was so, like, apparently, did so many. Especially, I think, particularly in Dog Day, when he's exhausted and when he's supposed to be mm-hmm. that kind of. Run down. Right, sure. They just did take after take until he's actually <laughs> run down. Just <laughs> the fist- only way to manage this guy is just. To-
0: <laughs> it's like a dog. You have to just take him to the park and like let him run exactly. around in circles until he's exactly. worn out. Exactly. Then you can take him home. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, bless him, bless his heart. Yeah. So I think I guess I would say that me Natalie is slightly more substantial than NYPD. Which is his other sort yeah. of early screen performance? Which is it was a bit earlier, a little um, earlier, was it? Yeah, how much earlier was it? Sixty-eight, I think. Oh, Sixty-eight. Okay, cool. We kind of went in reverse order here, but that's oh, okay. That's fine.
1: That's the order I watched them in today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, see, I watched them the other way around. I was like, this is a more significant clip. I need to give this some more time. But it's that's literally fun. like five minutes. He's in the he's in the pre-titles. He's like the. Yes. Um, the guy who gets the cold asked, open. The guy who gets into- yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I was expecting to him to like to fully be a cadaver. I was like, is this is this yeah, really gonna be one he, of those? He where, lives like- to
0: he lives to survive the opening, which is which is fun. Yeah. I don't I mean I it sort of seemed like he would be in more of the episode but we were only able to access five minutes of it I guess which I guess means he isn't in more of the episode yeah if he was in more of the episode it would exist online somewhere most likely he's maybe
1: just there to be the kind of inciting incident and someone you know it should we should we say what happens I suppose yeah yeah I
0: mean just yeah go for it go so crazy. So he's
1: he's kind of running around by some piece <laughs> with, of water.
0: With somebody notable. I can yes, with it's um Jill Clayburgh. Yeah, it's Jill Clayburgh. Clay Claiborne, yeah. Clayburgh Clayburg. Klay-
1: I don't know. <laughs> they were they were dating oh. at the time, so that's why he did this episode and oh, this is one of these like big important relationships. Yeah, Jill
0: Clayburgh. Yeah. Oh, and they they uh, met doing theatre, so we can
1: talk about that in a minute. But um Excellent. Yeah. So they're they're like, you know, on a date, I guess. Running around the place, he sees a rat and he's like, hey, there's a rat. And (laughs) that's an exciting moment, I suppose.
0: (laughs) Um. I mean, it's so surreal. It's one of those uh, like TV things where it's just like people are, are on a date and they're just running around, even though that's not something anyone would ever do on a date. It's like, oh, we're so in love, we're just gonna like fling ourselves down the street. Which someone is someone at the age of
1: twenty-eight is like, let's run around, and I'm like, I'm too old for this. For yeah, like, 23. I'm sorry, I'm
0: like, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, he's literally just like they're just tossing each other around. Like I think later he says that they're at like um, they're at the cloisters, so they're upstate, upstate New York. Yeah, okay. Which is because the cloisters are really cool. Um, But it didn't. It's it's upstate. It's not very far upstate. It's sort of up the Hudson. It's like a. It was. It's the Met. It's part of the Met now. It's like a big okay. old sort of, it looks like a church that sort of oh. has been repurposed to kind of hold religious art and stuff. Oh, it's a really cool. lovely building. It's really nice. It's in the middle of this park. And um, where they are doesn't look very much like that. <laughs> it sort of just looks <laughs> like they're at this weird, like, dock. I don't know yeah, where they yeah. Are. <laughs> But, yeah, they're just, they're both of them are running around. They're just running around because, yeah. I don't know, they see a rat. As you say, he's like, "Hey, a rat!" Like that's (laughs) the the the
1: the, what I was saying. You know, we were saying about that he's pretty much fully formed in me, Natalie. He's maybe a bit less fully formed in this.
0: um... I mean, that in his defence, he's not having. He hasn't got a lot to work with. It's true. (laughs) His
1: accent does shift halfway
0: through. Oh my God! See, I was going to say he's doing a voice which is just not. Just not a normal
1: New York, and then like he's in the hospital, and you're like, "What is this? <laughs> what are you doing here?
0: I mean, what happened?" I mean, I, I think to say it's normal New York is quite generous. <laughs> I like, think it's it's more like like slightly exact. He he sounds insane. Like he does, he does. Like, yeah. I mean, because we all know what a New York accent sounds like, or even like a big New York accent. Yeah, he's sort of doing. It's like a big New York accent. But, like, he's, there's this sort of twang to it yeah, that I don't really... Yeah. He, he keeps calling Jill Claiborne girl, which, is, yeah, a which very, is a weird vibe, yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. I, I did not enjoy it, I gotta tell you. <laughs> I was like, I'm not... I don't like whatever energy he's no, giving no. out in this clip. He's just... Yeah, they're just throwing themselves around this weird little, like, riverside park. Yeah. They see a rat. And then there's this, like, it's like a shaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a, it looks like a, it looks like a boomerang. Like somebody's just shaking like a little, a little thing. And they're both, yeah, very taken aback by this noise. And then he gets shot. (laughs) He's like
1: infuriated by it as well. He's like, how dare you? And he's like shouting at this, (laughs) but like, I assume person slash just like sentient rattle. Like. (laughs) Just just furious, and then he goes up to it and tries to, whatever, get out of the tree or something. Yeah. And then gets shot.
0: Yeah. And she runs away. Yeah, she runs away, which is... Which, sure. It's a little, I mean, a little inconsiderate. Like, I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not gonna blame her completely. You know, if if I was being shot at, I'd probably run away. Probably, yeah. I would also be more concerned about my boyfriend Al Pacino who's just been <laughs> who's just been shot. Like at least kind of make the effort to sort of drag him out of the area, you know? know. Come on, Jill. Like give them, <laughs> come harder. on, try harder, be a better date. I mean, to be honest, she's clearly not really I was gonna say she's not really feeling it. But they're both kind of running around, they're both enjoying the energy of it, but She's not that jazzed about the rat, so I guess yeah. she's maybe she's thinking maybe this isn't working for me. Maybe <laughs> she's
1: like the best, and so now I can get out of here because he's
0: been shot. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, I'll never have to see him again. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is the turning point of the date. He's just been flinging her around this park for the last hour, and she's yeah. kind of being slightly worn down by <laughs> by the whole experience and exactly yeah anyway he gets shot he does survive he gets he shot does. in like the shoulder the kind of yeah, shoulder looks like arm it. Yeah. area and then the yeah the cops of the NYPD are questioning Including Jack Gordon who is one of my favourite 70s character
1: actors amazing there you and go and also stars he was in I believe he's in 12 Angry Men and he's also in like a bunch of other stuff he's been in, in stuff with Al as well so we'll see him later on oh but, great
0: well that's yeah. nice that's an early an early relationship has emerged Exactly. that's great I love that <laughs> And yeah, he's just he sort of explains the story and then that's the end of the clip. So yeah. I guess they go off and solve the crime, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Should we try know. and solve the crime? <laughs> I mean, given that we haven't seen the rest of it. Okay, yeah. So it's a so it's a rattling instrument of some yeah. kind. It's in a tree. It doesn't appear to be I mean, it's it's probably out of shot. There may or not may or may not have been a person rattling yeah. it. You assume,
1: yeah, you assume there there's was. a
0: person. You assume that they're yelling at a person, but they don't ask him. They're not like, who was it? It just no. it appears to have been a sort of disembodied noise. You know.
1: Yeah, they ask if he has any enemies, and he's like, "No, no, everyone loves me.
0: Like, no enemies." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. sounds fake. Maybe it was yeah, you." Yeah, but to say, yeah, maybe he's slightly overcompensating in that one. He's like, "No, yeah. everybody, everybody loves me. I'm a great guy. I'm, you know, much beloved by my community."
1: Oh, I have an idea. I have
0: an idea. Oh, oh, oh God. Go what on. if, what if he he takes all his dates
1: to the same place, <laughs> and he does the same thing, and like this one girl that he's like jilted or whatever. Like knows that he does this every single time and is lying in waiting for him in this
0: like tree. <laughs> with with the rattle and she's yeah, like
1: that's just that's just to attract it's like this like in video games when you can like whistle and it att- attracts
0: their attention. <laughs> she's so she's in a tree. <laughs> yeah. With the rattle. Yeah. She's like shaking it. She's like, you know, getting their attention. He see she sees that he's with Jill Clayburgh. He is not yeah. a f- she's not a fan. Does yeah. she shoot him or is yeah, she? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, great. It's an elaborate and- like like
1: uh, anti what anti betrayal. What am I doing? Retaliation for betrayal. Like <laughs> yeah,
0: like- yeah, exactly, exactly. He's like, how dare you take them to our location, our exactly, park? Yeah. And she just yeah, she's just up there in the tree waiting for him. <laughs> that's really that's a very amusing concept (laughs) that's great I really like it that
1: feels kind of too advanced for like I I feel like it's got A. it's not gonna be a woman because it's 1968
0: yeah that's true
1: and B. like that's so complicated (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's such an unnecessarily involved way of ruining somebody's day. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna climb a tree, I'm gonna shake an instrument, I'm gonna annoy him so much with yeah. that instrument that he threatens me, and then I'm gonna shoot him non fatally. I'm gonna shoot him in the arm. And then and then she can show up in the hospital and
1: be like, oh, I'm so sorry, what happened?
0: And yeah, I they can't they'd believe like, fall this. In love again. This is just yeah. a misery
1: narrative, is what I've done here. Like, it's just.
0: <laughs> This is your fan fiction, but yeah, I like that. I don't think we That's need to know. Fin, sure. I don't think we need to know what else happens in this episode no. of NYPD. Yeah, you know. I don't think it's like vital viewing, to be honest. No, I mean I maybe. Don't... Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, we haven't seen the rest of the episode, so we have literally no way of knowing. Maybe this should be the premise of the podcast. We watch like five minutes of every <laughs> Al Pacino movie and just describe what we think happens in the rest of the movie based on the. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's just like a screenwriting test. We have yeah, to exactly.
0: These exactly, yeah. We've got to just, yeah, come up with... <laughs> we've got to punch up these these <laughs> already existing films. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of all we have to say about those two movies. But... yeah.
1: We can talk a bit about about Jill Clayburgh or however you say her name. Yeah, let's um,
0: talk about that because um, I'm a famous fan of uh, celebrity dating. I love it when famous people date. I (laughs) am, yeah, very here for that, very eager to learn. Tell us, Maddie, how did they meet? How did these two cool kids of the 60s (laughs) come to find each other? Well, it
1: seems like when they met was they were, so I was in Boston for a bit. At Ah. a playhouse theatre called the Charles Playhouse Theatre. Like a rep theatre, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And um, they were both in a a play called America Hurrah, which I had never heard of before. Not that I would have heard of it. Um, Which appears to be a play that exists. (laughs) Um. (laughs) It's certainly a play. Um, Yeah, and then they they sort of, they came up, I guess, together in the theatre scene and... um, so, you know, her dad sent them money, things like that. Like, they were Aww. both kind of struggling actors together. And they were together for about five years, so it's a pretty you know, significant oh, yeah. relationship. Yeah, that's, um, that's a big deal. Apparently he left her for Tuesday World, which we will probably get to at oh, some
0: point. Oh, t- infamous Tuesday yeah. World, who I feel like is so... You could do a whole podcast about Tuesday Well. she's I'm sure probably she's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, she's probably a tremendously interesting human yeah. being. I, so much so that I was going to look up Jill Clayborg and started typing Tuesday Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already oh, just cool erased Jill. her. Poor Jill, I'm I'm sorry, Jill, but that's cool. So they were they were together for five years. That's yeah, yeah. She's yeah, of course she's um she's the titular unmarried woman in an unmarried. Yes, woman, yes, which I, I would, didn't mean to say that. Which I would really like to watch at some point. I just yeah. can't find it anywhere, which is sad for me. But cool. So they yeah they were together for five years. You he left her Yeah, Tuesday. I wanted to
1: mention, she was also in the Indian Wants the Bronx. Mm-hmm um which was a really big a really big movie for Al because he firstly he first worked with Casaldi John Cadalli John like, yeah yeah thing. sure yeah yeah who's you know a long well many time kind of collaborator with mm-hmm. Pacino, like on stage and on film and also one of my favorite actors i think ever um, we'll talk about him a lot apparently though he tells this pretty good story of like they had met before when they were working for Standard Oil Oh, when I was a wow. teenager, so he knew oh this God. guy, you know, from like the neighborhood or whatever. You know, he's a bit older than Al, Aww. and then they're, they're in this, they're in this house, like practicing and rehearsing for Indian Wants the Bronx. And the director opens the door and he's like, "Oh yeah, so this guy's playing the Indian, questionable, but anyway." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's Katari, and he's like, "Oh John, you're you're in this. That's crazy." So they, you know, co-stars in this thing, and they knew each other from before. That's um, so
0: charming. Yeah, it's that's, kind of delightful. That's all these really people who nice. came
1: up around the same time yeah. from the same areas. God, like.
0: yeah. That really is that's it's yeah, God. It's like that story about how um it was what like F- Francis McDormand and somebody else were like living in a house together when Yeah Francis I love McDormand, those Rachel people who Cohen. were like flatmates yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. just like yeah, everyone who just like lived in a in a house together in, yeah. in like in New York, in some terrible corner yeah. of New York City, like doing Exactly off 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 Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can afford to do that anymore. No. <laughs> We're all stuck at
1: home. So In Who Wants the Bronx also was um he was when he when he met Marty Bragman, who was this producer, um, who like became his manager and then ended up producing basically most of his great films. Like Hmm. he pushed him to work on Godfather and Dog Day Afternoon and all of that kind of thing. And he only came to see the play because Faye Dunaway had been there. (laughs) And basically, you know, called him up and said, hey, Marty, you've got to come see this guy. Like this Pacino guy, he's pretty good. So Uh, (laughs) Faye Dunaway this like, you know, force for good. Bring huh. us Pacino, basically. Amazing.
0: Well that's that's great. That's another reason to love very good actress Faye Dunaway. Exactly. exactly. We like that.
1: That's the that's the best reason, I mean. <laughs> not every performance she's given. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. The many, many good things she has done in her career. We have yeah. her to thank for for this 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 guy, yeah. <laughs> this this man whom we have decided to base a whole podcast around
1: then there's also, I mean, um, Pacino kind of found Jessica Chastain, which is something I didn't realise. Really? I think, like, relatively recently. Interesting. Yeah. Like, obviously much later. So I like, saw all these people kind of discovering each other and yeah, kind of yeah. passing everything along. And it's kind yeah. of
0: nice. Yeah. Which I get. Yeah. Like you said, kind of ties into this idea that everybody just, everybody kind of knew each other. Yeah. Like then. Yeah.
1: But we were saying this earlier where, like, we're discovering that everyone I like, you know, from that era and later is from the actor studio. And I'm yeah. like, wow, it's so predictable that this is just <laughs> the only kind of acting I enjoy. Even though that's obviously not true. But it's yeah. just this, this, you know, you, you you like someone, then, you know, two weeks later, you Google them and you find out why you like them. <laughs> it's
0: just... Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing to think about, isn't it? Like, do we kind of gravitate towards the same kind of actors? Because, like, yeah. I guess... For the most relevant comparison for you and I, especially, is somebody like Bobby D, Robert De Niro, who we also both love. And like these two feel very, even though they haven't crossed paths in necessarily literal working contexts, they feel very related. They feel like very similar guys, you know, and both because of, you know, stuff like The Godfather, but like you know that they kind of feel like he's kind of his like you know the yin to his yang or yeah, whatever yeah. you know and yeah i guess that's sort of it's interesting how you kind of gravitate towards those kinds of you it's like how um, we gravitate to the
1: types of actors right it's the
0: it's the people and especially i don't know what it,
1: it might be something something in the water that meant that those two came up at the same time like that that meant that there was space somehow for two guys from the two of them. studio with the same two of them like two Italian-Americans <laughs> with this, like similar kind of you know energies short kings both
0: um <laughs> <laughs> two short kings exactly. together the height of a regular actor plus <laughs> <Bless> them both
1: <laughs> exactly and I mean there is there is the thing of I think De Niro sort of both starting slightly earlier and taking more, like taking his time more before he came became the kind of superstar. And I think he hit in the '90s, kind of a little bit more. Hmm. Like obviously he was already huge, but I think those those Scorsese movies in the '90s were the really yeah. big ones. Yeah, um, that's true. But I mean, they've like they've both said that, that early on in their career when they were both hitting, you know, becoming like stars overnight, they talked to each other about it. You know, because he was <laughs> the only other person who could understand. Yeah, like wow. what was happening.
0: Like Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I, I did not know that. That's yeah, really they, cool.
1: They did in these couple of interviews for the for the Irishman. Yeah. yeah De Niro sitting there completely silently, like nodding occasionally, <laughs> and Pacino just talking. <laughs> and and he'd be like, Oh did you do this um, thing? I was like, No, not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Because you kind of imagine that during that beginning phase, they were kind of like you know, seeing each other in audition rooms, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they come in for the same... They both be brought in for, like, you know, uh, Italian boyfriend number four or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they're both kind of in that... They'll, like, Oh, yes, no, you know, you're up for this. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it is... They are very much connected in that way. And I yeah. think that that does speak to a wider thing about contexts in which actors are kind of or a certain type of actor is kind of allowed to form a an identity I suppose in the kind of yeah. public consciousness in terms of how we see them because yeah like you say they're kind of they occupy very similar spaces in the kind of cultural mindset I yeah. guess and I think you know. on
1: paper you do you, you look at them and they share so many features and stuff but then I think on screen it's so obvious especially when they're together like how different their energies are and how mm. different they are as actors. Yeah. And also, like, even talking later on in their careers, sort of going in opposite trajectories, you know, De Niro falling asleep all the time and Pacino <laughs> yeah. being basically the opposite of that. Like, yeah, you wish Pacino yeah. would fall asleep. But.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But they, you know, yeah, every, they have kind of, they've both got, uh, you know, Al is uh, Tony Montana to De Niro's Travis Bickle, right? Like, yeah, it's sort yeah. of, they have these archetypes that they both exactly. exemplify but like you say they are actually very different actors in terms of how they operate but mm. they kind of, they both fit into this little
1: mould. I think there's I think back then I mean I think what you were saying exactly there's the, the kinds of actors that you can be and you're one or the other, you're mm. in that box of you're an old Hollywood style actor, you're a actor studio style actor you know where now I think Especially because people maybe don't train as much, or you know, there's there are the people that come from the theatre, but a lot of them are very different actors. And then there are people who just come to it, you know, they just audition and they're you know then they're in films or you know there's there's the different the different I guess roots into it. Whereas I think in the '70s the roots into it were pretty set. I mean, mm-hmm. it was you know you either do the indie things or you do something character actory or you know there's these path towards it which now i think is less less the case although maybe that's not true i don't know you can, yeah, i guess you do the tv know. show and then you do the but then maybe that's not
0: yeah right but is that even kind of you know i mean especially when you think about i guess this is more directors right but mm. you know you make the indie movie and then all of a sudden you're making a marvel movie yeah. like it's such a direct jump from this tiny little thing that was at Sundance to like this massive thing that's going to open on every screen in the country you know and make millions of dollars and it kind of it it feels I think maybe that's the distinction that I was trying of trying to get at Mm. where it's it feels a lot less like I mean there absolutely are people who are working actors and who are like you know doing day roles on sitcoms and like you know being supporting like there are those guys but it doesn't necessarily feel like that is a path to being a movie star anymore like it's yeah. suddenly like bam you know suddenly yes, yeah, suddenly you're a person you know you're not yeah. like you don't make movies for 10 years and then suddenly someone offers you something really substantial yeah like, you
1: like you don't have to there's no proving yourself in the same way there's no before you mm. get to the point where someone offers you something it's just oh you have the right look and you can say your lines or yeah. you know, yeah. hopefully you can act as well that's hopefully what they're looking for fingers <laughs> crossed
0: you know I mean who can say but yeah I mean, I don't know, maybe that's really reductive. There probably are, I'm like sitting here being like, oh no, I guarantee you this person, (laughs) like, this person I love actually, you know, was in plays for ten years before they were in the movie that I saw, you know, or they did this and they did that. But it, I guess it's more probably less about that actually being the case and more about that being the case for a certain kind of uh, a certain kind of public figure, more so. Like it's That's not how we make movie stars anymore, I think is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, that's not what we want from a head, like a blockbuster big name leading actor. That is not the same kind of actor anymore. Not really, I don't think. And I think, I
1: mean, we've we've talked about this before, but the the idea of the movie star now, I think, is just completely different. And the, the movie stars that we have are movie stars that we've had for like 30 years I mean we've got Tom Cruise that's the one that I can think of that's the movie star right And that's uh, been the movie star for whatever, yeah. however long yeah um Tom big big movie big screen <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then no even yeah thinking about Tenet because I was reading something today someone saying that Robert Pattinson gives a movie star performance in that in a way that he doesn't he often recently give movie star performances in that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, and I think that the concept of a movie star performance. I mean, like yeah, thinking yeah. about Pacino, someone like that. You know, he he would give a the same kind of you know lived in whatever performance in everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he is a movie star, but he's not giving a movie star performance. It's,
0: yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. What's that dividing line? What does mm-hmm. at what point does it become a like a consciously actor'y choice? You know, mm-hmm. like when do I when does it become I'm going to coast on my, I mean, because essentially, I mean, to me, the thing differentiates somebody being a movie star to somebody being an actor is a certain degree of charm. And I think that to turn that on, to put it on consciously is a very specific choice. You know, like, at what point do you go, I'm going to be, you know, somebody that the viewer is going to want to follow to the ends of the earth. Like, I'm going to be yeah. the guy, you know? And that's, yeah. I think that's something that some people have without even trying. Like, somebody like Brad Pitt, who is so watchable yeah. in just anything. And, you know, he's he's done his share of, like, goofy roles. He's been supporting actor Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like, that's my favourite Brad Pitt when yeah, he's, yeah. like, Burn being... after reading Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. Burn <laughs> after reading Brad Pitt is... You know the great, uh, best the best example probably, yeah, yeah. but you know, but he's he has a watchability that is so key to him, yeah. just generally. You know, even in something like Ocean's Eleven, I guess when he's sort of playing second fiddle, but like you know, he's it's 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 a watchability. I think yeah. that that kind of isn't really a dividing. It's it's sort of the dividing line, isn't it? Like it's yeah. it's what makes takes you from an actor to that next point where we go, yeah. Oh, I know who you are. I know Yeah. Who this guy it, is. Yeah,
1: it's when it becomes like, oh, we're gonna go see a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Yeah. N- you know, we're gonna go see this particular person. Not because of the director, not necessarily because of the movie, just because this guy, I yeah, like this- the space, I like seeing him do stuff. Let's Ooh. go watch this movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: this person is in this and so I will see it. Yeah. Which yeah is sort of a dwindling thing, very much a dwindling thing. And I think, you know, that's a whole kind of, that's a whole thing. (laughs) If we get into Death of the Movie Star this early, we're going to have a very, very long podcast.
1: (laughs) Just every week we have this conversation, we're like, oh, what happened to movie stars? What happened to
0: movie stars? (laughs) They don't make them like this anymore. Let's check in on on? movie stars.
1: How are they doing this week?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that can be a, like a movie star stock analysis yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. it's it's plunging it's plunging it's constantly plunging it's it's down 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 boy oh boy wow. I don't know. Final thoughts on final thoughts. our first our first glimpse at the Al Pacino filmography. What do you think? I
1: think I think, yeah, I think we've we've done okay. We've covered the we covered the early <laughs> stuff. Ruth. We have
0: discussed these films. <laughs> we talked
1: about glee, that was important. I we think. did talk
0: about glee, um, I think it was important to talk about glee. I think that's, you know, that's a real big key keystone for, <laughs> <laughs> for- for the Al Pacino filmography
1: I don't even remember why we it doesn't matter um, <laughs> I think yeah I mean I think the point of this this episode particularly like the reason we wanted to do kind of these two like short little things to start with is to kind of get some context Yeah. see where we seven. are especially because his career moves so quickly and yeah. we're gonna get to these starring roles basically you know next week is the starring role and there's yeah. gonna be so much more to talk about with that mm-hmm. um, and less time to spend on
0: um, Glee. Glee. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have to talk about Glee anymore. I'm and sure kind of it will yeah. find a way, so, but... Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, we'll, we'll bring it up every week, but... Glee
0: finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It'll emerge somehow. But yeah, it was good. It was good it was to, good. you know, meet him. Meet Alice. Yes. You know, sit down, say hello. It is
1: interesting, it. I think, because I've, I've obviously been watching... Watching these movies, watching so many of them over the last few months and just kind of picking them sort of at random, sort of whatever looks interesting to me at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to go through them chronologically
0: yeah, yeah. Although Imagine. I do think we're
1: going to get really miserable in like next year when we get to.
0: <laughs> yeah, once we get to like 1990, things are going to start yeah, getting yeah. really bad for we've us. We've got we've got a
1: heat in the middle there. It's like a like a break point. Oh and then the yeah, that's it-
0: true. That's true. We can just spend like a month on heat. We don't have to talk about anything else. We can just yeah. you know yeah. have like a heat. Heat, have like heat week like we just yes, do minutes. an episode every day on heat okay.
1: <laughs> each one is like three hours long it's gonna oh be great oh god yeah
0: <laughs> every episode has to be the length of heat yeah yes.
1: <laughs> exactly oh
0: boy uh. Yeah, so much I to
1: mean, say. I of... mean, yeah. I already made you watch Scent of a Woman, so I don't know if yeah, you can get Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's spoilers true. for that episode, but we are not Scent <laughs> of a Woman fans. We don't like the scent of women, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> women? Hmm. <laughs> Mixed feelings on the smell of women. Not great. Not a bit, yeah, no. Yeah, spoilers for that episode. That movie is trash. Yeah, it's very bad. <laughs> it's very um, bad.
1: But no, and I'm excited for the next for the next few weeks because yeah, well the next
0: next year, a <laughs> year, year and a half.
1: <laughs> but the early stuff especially is really fun. I mean, I yeah. think there's a lot yeah, of like variety yeah. in there, and there's a lot of like there's a lot of great directors we get to talk about and mm-hmm. other you know co stars and all of that kind of
0: thing, which mm-hmm. is going to be yeah. really fun. Yeah, we're really coming in hot, which is nice. Yeah, you know, exactly. we're like yeah, we are. We're starting. We're burning bright and fast. <laughs> <laughs> before we fade gradually. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you know, that's what happens. Pod fade. Yes. Of course. <laughs> How could I forget? Don't forget
1: pod fade. Oh, even when we've just started, we're going to get pod fade. I mean, pod fade is, is
0: not a whatever. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go in on pod fade for like 10 minutes. <laughs> hey now's the time right the, yeah the me natalie episode yeah <laughs> so this,
1: is when we, this is when we just dump all of the
0: <laughs> all of the content that
1: we need just to just everything out of the way.
0: yeah anything else is there anything else we want to talk about have I, I let so. me check my notes i made notes
1: oh wow i also have notes but they are mostly incomprehensible
0: <laughs> good for which you. is good Oh, there is. I did
1: have. A, I have a note about. I mean, I think. I. I think like the kind of the thread of the uh the alcohol abuse is not something <laughs> that I've like mentioned as much as I maybe should have because I think it's quite important, especially in the seventies, because he stops drinking. I guess we'll talk. We'll talk about it on the Bobby Deerfield episode because that's like the first movie after he mm-hmm. stopped drinking, and you can really tell that something's different. Like he's very different in that movie compared to the ones mm-hmm. before. Um, but, yeah, he said that he doesn't remember the 70s because he was drunk the entire time, like, started drinking when he was, like, 13, and then I think it got worse when he was got
0: oh, more geez. famous. So, wow. that's a thread. But I See, I've kind of given you a really raw deal because I've been like, the premise of this is that I'm the novice and you're the expert, so yeah. you have to do all the research, and I get to be like, this movie seems dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> opinions on this film and my opinions are that it is bad and you're like (laughs) well actually in 1973 this thing (laughs) happened and it really provided a relevant context for everything that we're about to see yes that's exactly what I've been sounding like for the last
1: hour oh dear. Right. No, well, but I mean, I mean, the, the the reason that you're here, especially, is because it stops me from being like, "Oh, he's so pretty in this movie. Look at Al Pacino. Look at his great hair." And that's the whole episode. Is just me being. Like, I loved him. Like, which is not interesting for anyone to
0: listen to. So. No, but I mean, I think I think we can have a healthy amount of that. I don't think yes, that has to yes. be completely struck from the record. Let it be noted, listeners, friends, friends of the pod. Um, Al Pacino is a good-looking person yes. at least for the early part of his career yes
1: you know, after so we, will, we will be talking about the facelift <laughs> at length <after.
0: laughs> yeah whole episode on the face
1: yeah
0: <laughs> oh, uh, i love that that's my contribution i'm like yep yeah, yep yeah. He's a good looking person. Perfect. That's, I'm glad we're it. in
1: agreement. We can set that right. out right now and then
0: <laughs> Put that out, lay that on the table yeah, for yeah. everybody. This is not a thirst podcast. <laughs> there are enough Just of you it. wait, just you wait. <laughs> Yet <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Thank pod. you all for listening. <laughs> yeah,
1: rate, right, review, and subscribe. <laughs> subscribe.
0: Follow us on social media at Alpochino. That's the name oh, yes. of the show. This is Alpochino. Welcome. Which doesn't really roll off the tongue as much as it. It's a good visual gag. Yeah, it rolls but it's off quite the,
1: the type. Uh, the keyboard.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's quite clunky to say, but visually it looks great. It's a. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. And that's what matters in the podcast media. Exactly. Yeah. That's visual what jokes
1: that's why I turned the lamp on before I started doing
0: this perfect well alright well, what more is there to say thank you for listening don't go to dance halls I guess nothing yeah. nothing good happens at 60s dance halls
1: unless you put out maybe yeah unless you unless but that might
0: want... be might be worse actually <laughs> yeah exactly you have to go back to this guy's apartment like look yeah, at the... yeah yeah <laughs> oh dear there we go that's the end